0: Hello, and welcome to the Plaza Central podcast. Stay informed about Latin America's most pressing political, economic, and social developments. Plaza Central is a production of the Latin American program of the Woodrow Wilson International Center for Scholars. Welcome to Plaza Central. I'm your guest host, Catherine Osborne. I'm a global fellow at the Wilson Center's Latin America program. For this episode, we're looking at Guatemalan politics in the aftermath of President Bernardo Arevalo's inauguration. Arevalo promises major changes in Central America's largest economy. He was an anti-corruption candidate who virtually no one predicted would get this far. But grassroots backing paid off, both during the campaign and a presidential transition period rife with pitfalls. Ensuring Arevalo took office became a diplomatic priority at the OAS, and with partners such as the United States. For insights about what all this means, it's a pleasure to welcome today's guest, Guatemalan human rights lawyer, Alfredo Ortega. Alfredo is a lecturer at Rafael Landívar University and was also part of a team that represented Arevalo before the Inter-American Commission on Human Rights a few months ago. Alfredo, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me, and thank you so, so much for the invitation.
0: We are recording less than a day after Arevalo was sworn in. It was a tumultuous inauguration. The delayed ceremony finally occurred after midnight. You were in the Guatemala City Plaza where thousands of people accompanied the day's events. How were Guatemalans reacting during yesterday's delays and now that the inauguration has finally occurred?
1: Well, it was certainly tumultuous. The day quickly moved from uncertainty to fear to absolute euphoria. The energy on the streets is, in my view, unprecedented for a political candidate or for the seating of a president. Um, at least in my uh, during my years uh, uh, observing politics, and as far as I can I can tell, there has not been an inauguration after the transition to democracy that that was so backed by so many different groups in such an organic fashion. So it's really something to look at.
0: Perfect. And looking back over the last few months and that transition as it approached, what exactly did it take between Election Day and Inauguration Day to make sure there was a successful transfer of power?
1: As Americans say, it takes a village to raise a kid. Well, it took a country, a a whole country, a whole lot of countries to ensure this transition. Uh, We must bear bear in mind that Samia rose from polling at 3%. To achieving a landslide victory in Balotash. so all this happened while they were dealing with an intense campaign of political persecution against its members, against allies, and against sympathizers. So, uh, and in tandem, there were numerous attempts by um, the ruling coalition to overturn the election or illegally disqualify them for uh, of, of participating in the elections. This transition feels like 10 years. Uh, these past six months have uh, have been extremely taxing for Semia Party itself, but not only them, but all the grassroots organizations and indigenous communities that, that have pushed for this to happen. And in this regard, we must not uh, uh, ignore the role of the international community, uh, assisting these grassroots organizations that That took upon took it upon themselves to defend the results of the election and ensure this peaceful transition of power.
0: You mentioned protests and activism inside Guatemala, indigenous support. Uh, You mentioned legal campaigns and external actors. Can you talk a little more about that role of other Western Hemisphere actors?
1: The members of the international community were pivotal to ensuring the success of local demonstrations and local local civil society. To um, to safeguard the democratic results and the and the results of the election and the and the peaceful transition of, of, of power. How well different actors took it upon themselves on different kinds of um, roles. I would argue. Um, firstly and foremost, we have to. Um, I have to to stress the role of the United States government through. Sanctions that were imposed to key anti democratic players that were leading the charge in this effort to overturn the, the, the election. Um, in this regard, we had over 300 individuals who's, uh, who had uh, be- their visas removed, including approximately 130 members of Congress that were actively uh, seeking to remove the members of the Electoral Commission. Were, that were actively sponsoring efforts to undermine the election results uh, through several legal uh, pettifoggery That is not that I think I don't think it's it's necessary to go in, in into detail, but suffice to say it was uh, it was grave enough for the United States government to impose uh, over a hundred over 300 visa bans in this very short period of time, and. In, in tandem, you had the role of the organization of American states that exercised a, an enormous amount of diplomatic pressure over the Guatemalan government that was trying to exert uh, or trying to was trying to to advance a, a a sincerely false narrative that everything was in control and every and and everything happening in the country was under quote unquote uh, the rule of law. Um, quite the contrary, what was what was made clear through the OAS was that the efforts to illegally disqualify uh, the Samia party from the elections and the efforts to overturn the election were completely absurd, were completely baseless, and were, without question, unsubstantiated um so the oes and its diplomatic uh, efforts definitely assisted the international community to understand the severity of the situation and the european countries as well um even though they did not impose sanctions there was a strong political support for Samia party and um i would argue it was it was great to 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 complement the 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 efforts from um uh, international uh, players in this in the in this campaign to safeguard democracy.
0: And Alfredo, after all of this obstruction occurred, even before he took office, can you talk about what President Arevalo has set out as his first priorities and what he can realistically achieve?
1: Certainly, expectations have to be tamed. Um, while it is true that they did. Uh, managed to secure a a very small coalition in Congress that gives them a a somewhat slim majority, uh, and that will allow them to to push forward their priorities on anti-corruption, on um, uh, antitrust laws, uh, and regulation for um, the civil service in in, in the hopes to stymie uh, corruption in, in the civil service. While that is true, this is a very feeble coalition that will be subject to a massive amount of pressure from the, uh, ruling coalition that is, uh, uh definitely going to regroup and is going to continue to try to under- undermine that government. Um, we're not going to see four years of stability. That is without question. But we, but that being said, the amount of political support that Arevalo retains will be crucial to ensure that he achieves his four year, that he finalizes his four year incumbency. In that regard, I have to stress the importance of the international community not turning their back or not, uh, um, thinking that a uh, mission accomplished and, and we're, we're in the clear. Uh, quite the contrary, I think Guatemala can be an example of how the, a, a focused support from the international community can help democracies to succeed in a, in an environment where well, where autocrats and demagogues are in fashion, and we had this democratically uh, elected government, a moderate, a, a moderate mainstream politician that is seeking to. Uh, implement poli- evidence-based uh, public policies, um, and if they su- and if they succeed, this is going to be the uh, the poster boy. He could he could be the poster boy for a successful democracy, of, of, or or what a successful democracy can actually achieve, and how they can uh, how can it can ensure uh, the lives uh, or can how can it improve the lives of uh, its citizens.
0: Thank you so much for these insights, Alfredo, on what already looks to be one of the hemisphere's biggest stories for 2024. We'll leave it there for now. And very much appreciate you and our listeners joining us for Plaza Central.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: You have been listening to Plaza Central, a podcast about Latin America's most pressing political, economic, and social developments. This episode was produced and edited by Oscar Cruz, to learn more about our program, please visit wilsoncenter.org LAP. And please join us next time for another episode of Plaza Central.